that's what they impart and they bring us on for is so we can sweat the details so they can go out and enjoy their lives and do the things that they have dreamt about doing. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Coming up on today's edition of Your Retirement Elevated, murky issues that make retirement planning ah, harder, unfortunately. Uh, That's what we're going to be talking about with Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the KC metro area, but with clients all across the country as well. No matter where you are, you can find us on listentoscott.com or your favorite podcasting apps. And we've got a great show lined up today. Scott, you ready to go off to the races on this one? I am. I want to talk about... uh this murky article. Murky. Talking about that. So mur- mm. I, you're using the word murky. I mean, how could how could it not be good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we might Mysterious. have conflict. We might have a little conflict on today's show. Some agreeing and disagreeing, perhaps. Lots to dive into. Almost sounds like it could be a soap opera. Oh, we're going to build the drama for today's episode mm-hmm. very effectively. <laughs> All right. So, by the way, we've linked to this article in the show notes. It's a USA Today article. And it pointed out three murky issues that increase retirement planning's degree of difficulty, especially if you put it in the context of today's economic environment and climate. So in this episode, we're going to break down this article and see if it's worthwhile advice, uh, if the murky issues are actually that threatening, and what you can do about it all if you're concerned. So this should be fun. I love doing this, Scott, where we can take out something that, hey, maybe our listeners came across this article, USA Today, big popular you know, organization and uh, publication. Very possible somebody came across this. Um, just for some background, author is Christy Bieber from Motley Fool. And Christy bases her three murky issues off of a recent report from the Insured Retirement Institute. Okay, and that's a lot of information to throw at you, so absorb that for a second. It surveyed adults about their readiness for their later years in life, and it found that millions of Americans are lacking some of the basic knowledge to achieve a successful retirement. So I'll lay out the murky takeaways, Scott, and I'm interested to see what what you thought was interesting that she pointed out in this article and then sort of your takeaways from these various things. Uh, So murky takeaway number one is that Americans are confused about how much income growth is needed to offset inflation. What did you find interesting about that section? The most interesting part is she is using a headline, you know, a topic like inflation, obviously to get eyeballs on the article. Inflation has not been in the forefront of anyone's mind until really the last, you know, Six to 12 months is about it. And so, you know, we're at a time where inflation is running higher uh, than in times past. I know the media is talking about this is all because of, you know, Putin invading the Ukraine. Um, I would say it's probably more due to massive government spending, uh, the pandemic happening, and just slowing down the entire global supply chain. Uh, I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, Yes, oil prices increasing, going up, are making this front and center because nobody likes paying four plus dollars a gallon for gas. You know, we haven't seen those prices since 2008. But I think that in general, yes, people don't really understand or are confused about how much growth they're going to need to offset inflation. I can tell you this. 
inflation is not a consistent thing. What we're going to find out here in the in the future is if this inflation is transitory, meaning is just is it because of all the things that have happened uh, during the pandemic and now it's kind of the chickens are coming home to roost, or is it something we're going to have to live with? I think that we are going to come out of this, but it's going to be a while. Uh, we're going to pay more for gas. It's probably going to be more expensive unless we hurry up and figure out what we're what we're going to do or what's going to happen you know, with Ukraine, uh, with Russia, things like that. The study, the, we'll call it IRI, Insured Retirement Institute, they showed that just 26% of workers could correctly identify the level of growth and need to offset inflation over time. Our clients, if we're working with them, we have a plan f- to combat inflation. Usually the equity portion of our portfolio uh, are to hedge against tax and inflation. Why? Because if you think about the fact that 70% of the economy in the U.S. is fueled by consumer spending, another 18%, up to 88% total, is from business spending. So 88% of our economy is because of people buy and consume stuff. Now, are some people potentially not driving as much because gas prices are high? That is definitely possible. Are people still going out to eat? Are they still shopping? Those numbers are still strong. Uh, Now, will that change? It's possible uh, down the road. But I think you just need to have a plan that's flexible enough to keep up with the increasing inflation rates. I can tell you from two decades of doing income planning for clients, everyone doesn't come in and say, hey, Scott, you know, inflation was up 7% last year. We need a 7% raise in our income. Just doesn't happen. Now, every three to five years, do people bump their income up? Yeah. Uh, but it also depends on what phase of retirement they're in. Are they in the go-go or in the slow-go or the no-go phase of retirement? If you're in the go-go phase, if you're traveling, doing all those things, yeah, it's, it's going to be more expensive. If you're going to take a take an RV and travel around to the national parks this summer, if gas is four or five bucks a gallon, that's going to be more expensive. But is that going to keep everyone from doing it? Probably not. We're very fortunate that the the families that we take care of uh, have put resources aside and have enough resources to weather these economic times. So I would say that have a good plan in effect to combat inflation. Uh, but I don't think we're going to have to combat this level of inflation forever. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think at some point things will cool off. And why do I say that? Because they have every other time in history. Uh, I've got clients that come in and talk about, you know, having a, a mortgage at 15, 70% interest rates. But you know what? People still bought houses, you know, still drove to work, did all those things. We'll get through this. It's just not going to be comfortable. But I would agree that the average American is confused on what they need to keep up with inflation. Uh, I can tell you that everyone's going to be different. Our process will identify once you tell us what you need in retirement as far as an income looks like, what your resources are, if you've got Social Security, pension, things like that, how much money you have saved for retirement. We can tell you and pinpoint the rate of return your money is going to need to provide you to make this whole plan work financially. Uh, so we'll we'll customize that for every person that we work with so they know exactly what they need to target to make everything work. 
Helpful, Scott. Good perspective. Uh, if one thing, you know, at least all those episodes that we did in previous years where we called inflation the silent killer, at least it's no longer silent, right? Like people are talking about inflation for once. So it's, it's at least changed that dynamic slightly. It's out there for sure, yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, takeaway number two from this article was about Social Security. And so, again, this is from this USA Today article about three murky issues that make retirement planning harder. So something else that's murky, uh, the author says, most folks don't know how much Social Security will provide. And the stat was that less than half, about 42%, of Americans can correctly identify the average Social Security benefit, and a big chunk of them overestimates the benefit. And I guess that's kind of like an even worse problem if we're overestimating it, right? It is. And and I want to put this in context. So the average 65-year-old couple in America, if they have two Social Security checks, that's going to provide about 90% of their retirement income. And because most- It's a big number. Yeah, it's a big number. And- the average 65-year-old couple has less than $200,000 net worth. All right. So always be careful when you're reading data, reading articles of who does this apply to? This does apply to a wide swath of America. If you're listening to this and you're one of our clients, you don't fit that description. Social Security is not 90% of your income. All right. So be careful if we talk about these rules of thumb. So I, I disagree. I, I agree in the idea that most people don't know what their social security looks like. They probably overestimate it because all you need to do is go on socialsecurity.gov, pull up your statement, and it shows you what you're going to get depending on when you take it. Where we see questions of social security with our clients is how do I optimize our social security benefits so it works in concert with the rest of their plan? And optimizing social security doesn't mean we're trying to get the biggest benefit we're optimizing to see what's the best tax efficiency that we can get out of Social Security and how does it work with our tax plan and how do we make sure that it gives us the most benefit overall to give the highest probability of success. So I agree with what this article is saying, but I would say our clients, that's not their concern. Their concern is how do we optimize this? How do we make it a working part of the plan and how do we get the most out of what would be more accurate for the people we serve? It's well said, Scott, and that's a huge area of concern for folks, Social Security, but of most concern, getting it right. <laughs> it's one thing to be concerned about, another thing to then, if we're overestimating things, that's a problem. So we want accuracy when we're talking about some of these variables and these inputs into our plans. And uh, that's one area where we need to see it for sure. All right, uh, murky item number three from this article. Withdrawal rates are a mystery to many. And this same study found that half of Americans weren't sure how much they could take out of their investment accounts. That's like alarm bells of another big problem, right, Scott? It is. And I would say this does apply to a lot of people. And I think the the reasoning for this is that Wall Street does a great job of indoctrinating us into the idea that we just need to save, 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 invest, invest, invest. It will, and we have to get the largest number possible in our account. And that's how we have success. Now, I'm not saying that's not important. We need to be good savers. We need, need to invest prudently. And yes, we want to make sure we've got enough money to fuel you to and through retirement. I, I don't disagree with that. But your withdrawal rate, meaning the amount of money 
that your retirement resources needs to make, to generate, to make your plan work, that's going to be dependent on your situation. There's that old 4% withdrawal rate rule. A lot of people have heard of that before. That was something that was back in the 90s. Uh, it was basically said, hey, if you, you invest in stocks and bonds, kind of a 60-40 portfolio, that if you, as long as you pull out 4% or less, you're never going to run out of money. At that time, we have to look a little deeper of how did they get to that 4% withdrawal rule? Well, equities are, were 8 plus percent rate of return, and their fixed income rate of return was over 6 So if you blend those two things together, that's a pretty good blended return. And you have to ask ourselves, what are, what are bonds paying right now? Are bonds paying 4 5 6%? Uh, they are not. We're in a rise in interest rate environment. You know, 2021, uh, the bond index was down a, about 3%. All right. So using that 4% withdrawal rule or that rule of thumb may not be the best thing for you to use as a planning tool. Uh, that 4% withdrawal rule was, was restudied, redone, and Wade Fowl put out a study with Morningstar a few years ago. I said, actually, if if you use that old 60-40 of equities and fixed income, that you probably need to drop your withdrawal rate down between 1.9 and 2.9%. Now, Ooh, that's pretty... Yeah, pr- pr- now, think about that. It's let's think of, about it. It's a little bit of far distance from the old 4% rule. Yeah. So let's put that in context because actually most people aren't good with percentages, and or fractions. That's just that's just our society. So if you've saved a million dollars and you follow the four percent withdrawal rule, that's forty thousand dollars you get to add to your two Social Security checks if you're married. Okay, forty thousand. Morningstar and Wade Fowl says, whoa, 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 don't get too excited. If you're going to play that equity fixed income situation, then you probably need to drop it down to between nineteen thousand and twenty nine thousand dollars on a million dollars. And someone who has probably saved their whole lives to earn a million dollars in their savings accounts and uh, in portfolios, that's not a very big number for those folks lifestyle-wise, I would imagine. It definitely is out of whack for what a lot of people think they can pull out of that type of, that size of a portfolio. Now, I think there, I know there are strategies with making sure things are tax efficient you know, we're keeping our tax under control, keeping our volatility in check. I think there's ways to get a better withdrawal rate from your assets. It just takes some unconventional wisdom, unconventional planning to get you there. But it's doable. But I would say that withdrawal rate, first and foremost, we need to figure out what's your objective? What do you want to experience your retirement? What are your resources like Social Security, pension, assets, savings, and is there enough income coming in to meet your expenses? If you don't have enough money coming in to meet your expenses, you're going to have to draw money out of your savings or work a part-time job or something like that, but you're going to need funds from somewhere to fill the gap. We talk about the gap all the time. Well, that gap is, quote, your withdrawal rate. How much do you need to take from your savings to fill the gap and make everything work? And again, that's that's a process we take every one of our clients through. We look at what can we sustainably pull from this portfolio? 
How will it affect you long-term? How do we be tax efficient? What happens if we have higher inflation? What's happen if we have market volatility? What if we have higher taxes? What if we have a healthcare scare? We need to factor all those pieces into the plan uh, to make sure we it's not murky. Uh, we need clarity by having a written plan to start with and have a team of professionals that can monitor that plan and do what we call financial planning. What you don't need is a 150-page binder, which is your financial plan. Because let's face it, you get it and you put it on a shelf, it gets dusty, you never look at it again. You need a, a living, breathing plan that someone monitors and changes for the changing times of life and make sure you, you've got a solid plan. So when life throws your curveballs, you're, you're ready to, to dodge those and keep going and doing the things that you want to do in retirement. That's great, Scott. I think that's really helpful to see that big issue of the withdrawal rates and the big disconnect that's there, maybe as big, if not bigger than the disconnect that there is with Social Security. Certainly, um, maybe more devastating to a plan if you get that piece wrong than, you know, just overestimating on Social Security a little bit. So definitely when we've got to figure out and make it unmurky, non-murky. Clear as clear as mud. Is that clear? As murky mud? is it murkyless? <laughs> Mur- Ooh, I like that, that. murkyless. Mur- so, I, and I would tie it up with this and saying that, yeah, if you all of the things that go into a solid retirement plan, there's a huge amount of data and variables, and it's not just the rate of return that you make, how it's invested, when it takes Social Security. There's a multitude of factors that have to be to mon- be monitored and weighed and and put into put into practice. And the reason it becomes murky for a lot of people is they don't have someone to guide them through this process. And that's what we help people do is guide people through the process to figure out what's your situation? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the resources at hand? What things should we focus on and prioritize that plan and put that thing in into on autopilot? And ultimately, we want our clients to worry more about their life and less about their money. That's what they impart and they bring us on for is so we can sweat the details so they can go out and enjoy their lives and do the things that they have dreamt about doing. Well, there you have it. Great way to end this one as we talk about murky things and uh, trying to make them murky less here on Your Retirement Elevated. (laughs) Love it when we can invent new words. Absolutely. If you need help with your financial plan and want to make it murkyless, reach out to Scott Dugan and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. Check the show notes of today's episode for that information or go to listentoscott.com and you can find out more information on the website, listen to past episodes, or give a call to 913-393-4724. Well done, Scott. Appreciate the guidance and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Can't wait. All right. That's another edition of Your Retirement Elevated in the books. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.